the following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast presented to you by the CSPN and London. Yes, I am one half of your host, Jeremy. Well, one third of your host, Jeremy, aka Black Dante on Twitter, aka Fuck Wakabi, aka Fuck Kaya, aka um, sometimes you just gotta take a mental health day and tell your manager, hey, bro, I ain't coming in today. Um, and as always, I'm joined by my friend and my co host. Yes, yes, yes. It's your girl Candace, aka London and Mommy on Twitter, formerly known as Intense Desire, better known as white people love bringing snacks to work that aren't individually wrapped, and I'm not here for that shit. <laughs> my, the admin at my job has a bowl on her desk, and it's just filled with open popcorn. Wait, what? She got a bowl of popcorn on her desk, like a community bowl of popcorn. Not little bags of popcorn. But just like whole whole ass popcorn just out in the open. Correct. That, that's See, they don't upset them, London. Tell them boobies. Mm-hmm. Don't upset London. See, that's that, disgusting. That's piggybacking off our, our episode last week with Lexa. Like, white folks just do not believe in hygiene or cleanliness or anything of the sort. At all. It's like, yeah. why? It gets to the... It, it gets to the... It get to the yeah, it get to the point where you just like why all white people like what are you what are y'all doing like what what are y'all okay they, the fuck they y'all truly not? should not be allowed to exist on this planet with us but yet they do right I just total hell if ever I could wish for something it would be a chance to redo evolution and white white people off the face of the planet <laughs> <laughs> them in the hotels correct yeah and Kyle because fuck Kyle. Um, but yes, we are the Ratchet Rambling Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, you can check us out at our website, our network website, CSPN.us. This is, is a CSPN media production. Um, and you can click on that podcast tab and listen to all of our episodes thus far. And if you like us talking about these reality TV shows and their hot ass messes, you can leave a comment on the episode page. You can rate the show on the episode page. Um, you can leave us uh, reviews for the show, however you listen to and subscribe for your podcast through your podcast listening device. And a big way you help us out is on our network website. Go to that Keep Our Podcast free tab. Shout with all of our many sponsors and use our promo codes. It's, at, it's of no extra cost to you. All it does is a portion of your proceeds. We'll go to our CEO and network chair classic. And it all, all it does is help him keep the lights on and keep all the shows free, pay for bandwidth and all that good shit. So you won't have to pay to listen to my country ass sound like a plate of hog malls and um, the, those uh, potato salad that was made by the Mima that's nice, but her wig fucked up. Uh, mm. uh, yeah, well, can you eat everybody potato salad, but the Mima with the fucked up wig usually got some good potato salad because she put a little mustard in it. Mm, that's usually how I go. 
She lied though. Do put a little mustard in that potato salad, and that that shit do be smacking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's always the one with with the uh with the fucked up lace front that make the best food. I don't know what it is. It's like her wig be sitting on her eyebrows. Right, right, right. But uh, so yeah, um, with that, the church not smells out the way. Um, we got a lot to cover because um, this has been a pretty good week in reality TV. Um, it has not been theater, but it's close. It was close. We're not going to get that until uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta makes its way back to our TV screens. March yes. That is on my baby's birthday, by the way. Yes. So uh, we're going to usually. Yes, London. Okay. <laughs> Big mama too. <laughs> usually we we uh, take our first route on to VH1. We're going to do a little differently. We're going to jump on to... Uh, Bravo this week because baby, Listen, Real Housewives of Atlanta and God dang married the medicine. Woo. We have a lot to unpack. It's a lot. I got baggage for days. Yes, and I have frequent. I have um, a layover and frequent flyer miles. Yes. Because listen, Effie, Effie, we all got pain. So uh, go ahead, ladies first. Go ahead. Let me. Um. How how much longer are the people that watch Real Housewives of Atlanta going to allow Nene to keep being the victim, even though she is the aggressor and a lot of the shit between her and Kim? Um, it's tired. It 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 is it's tired. Let me say this: if I don't like you, if I don't fuck with you, if I'm not your friend, if I don't have no words for you, guess what? I'm not going to do. Sit up and discuss you and your personal life and your family life and talk about your husband take digs at your kids. I'm not doing any of that. Nene continuously takes digs at Kim that she has no business taking, and she does it in front of Sheree because she knows Sheree is going to run back and tell Kim. Yep, it's a method to her madness. She wants to be at odds with somebody, and it was like it was like a Spider-Man meme, Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man meme, when she sat her, her big, goofy, bad wig-wearing ass in that confessional and said, oh, Kim swears she's so happy, but she not happy because if she was happy, she wouldn't be doing A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Well, Nene, you doing the same thing. Let you tell her you, you and Greg good, you making money, you're building new houses, you're wearing the finest threads, your kids not stealing out of Walmart no more, but you still running your mouth about Kim, girl. Correct. I, you know, I, we have had words for Kim Zozak on this podcast, and yeah. rightfully so, because Kim trash. Let like let, let it not be let it not be lost that Kim trash. However, Correct. Nene is equally trash, and I'm gonna tell you why. First of all, for a couple of reasons. First of all. Yes, London. Thank you. I'm I'm about to go. I'm I'm about to drag. First of all, <laughs> first of all, if you go on talk about Kim, at least let the shit you saying about Kim be accurate. Because Kim is trash enough where you ain't got to make up lies to prove how trash she is. Correct. Because this shit about when when Nene was like, I ain't never known somebody that had cancer, that had a disease, that had. Uh, what the other shit she had? She said dick problems or some shit, wasn't it, Candace? Like she went on a whole roller decks of shit 
talking about she ain't never met nobody that done did all the shit Kim done did. And the shit that you accused Kim of doing was a lie. Because, again, Bravo, I don't know, Andy, Andy on Bravo and Mona on VH1, they have been stepping up their game, rolling the beautiful bean footage of pulling these goddamn receipts and catching these people in lies. Because all that shit that Kim, that Nene said about Kim, Bravo ran, ran the bean footage, all that shit was goddamn lie. Every single last one of the shit was a lie. Nene ain't telling not one goddamn truth about Kim. So... You don't, if you want to prove somebody trash, just let them be. Because again, Kim gonna give you reasons to call to say she trash. That's what she does. But you ain't got to make up no shit. You definitely don't have to make up shit to say that Kim is trash. First of all, whatever, here's the thing. I get really annoyed when people dig at these three things. People's kids, people's family, and people's health. Those things should remain off limits. To people you ain't gotta sink that low whatever health issues kim has or has not had is none of your business especially with your husband just coming off some heart issues Correct. you really should tread the fuck lightly right when you do the clout and then she come up oh kim our guy showed is good because kim's still here through all of that and bitch so is greg right greg ain't that far removed from being in the goddamn hospital with irregular heartbeat correct you was up here shitting your, you was up here shitting your goddamn replastic nose. Exactly. So I'm just again like her kids, her husband, and her medical issues should not be on the table. Those are low blows. Right I don't now, fuck how I, you feel? I know when we first started the podcast because that came out, but the show hadn't aired. And we, it came out, you know, that shit with like Brielle and Kim. Yes. Now that we yes. have the context of it, yeah, yeah Nene wrong. I'm sorry, Nene wrong. Nene wrong, and what Kim did, I don't mind it. She got what her hand called for because well, we do the clownery. That so initially it was made to seem like Kim did this, and then Nene reacted. Right. But the show shows that Nene talked all this stuff about Kim. And Sheree and Faith, Sheree and uh, not Faith, Portia relayed the message back to Kim. And next thing you know, everybody had a video of roaches in Nene's bathroom. Mm -hmm, Because she sent it to everybody. Every goddamn body. Hey, hey, (laughs) the shit that killed me was, hey, the shit that killed me was Candle's like, child, Kim dragging your ass. Woo, I'll get the I'll get we'll get the candy and somebody that got on my damn nerves about candy, including Nene in a second. But yeah, I'm, at first it's not no big deal. Water bugs in the south, not no big deal. That's the right. thing. Like I like I, I I've been to New Orleans and shit, and it wasn't nothing to see no flying roaches or no roaches and shit. That's just what the fuck it is. But when you keeping up shit. You need to make sure water bugs ain't invading your goddamn brand new house you claim you had built from the ground up. Right, and I think at the time when it came out, like it was, it was portrayed like Kim and Brielle said that she got roaches and stuff and all this, that, and the third. Now the context of the show showing something different is like, mm, yeah, mm, yeah, Nene trash, <laughs> she trash. Yeah, not to mention after all this happened. Nene got on social media and was like, if it was any roaches in my bathroom, it came from your from your daughter's pussy or some shit like that. Nene's super trash. 
and she really might want to climb down off whatever high horse she's sitting on before she lose a lot more than just that opening up for escape tour shit because Nene crosses a lot of boundaries that she is furious when they're crossed with her because Mm -hmm. when people have said something about Greg in the past Nene flew off the handle when Sheree brought up uh, the oldest son stealing from Walmart Nene flew off the handle you know when whenever it's something about Nene she gonna fly off the handle but she can't seem to watch her goddamn mouth which leads me to when they got to Barcelona and they were picking rooms first off Come on with it, friend. Come on. Come on with it. Let me tell you something. Don't plan no goddamn girls trip and uh, mix and match how we gonna sleep. Either everybody sharing the room or everybody getting a room to their motherfucking self. Don't play with me like you know camp counselor and I'm the kid at camp. You get a room to yourself, but I'm sharing the room with other people. No, no, no. If you can't find something big enough where we could all have a room, then we all need to be sharing the space. And that's just what the fuck it is. And so Candy went and picked her room. Then uh, Shereo, big donkey nose ass, gonna take the room. They sitting around and here, this shit would flew me off the handle with Nene. She gonna say, well, the more mature people should have the first pick of the rooms. Mature? You old bitches keep the most mess going on the show. Nene, Kim, and Sheree keep the absolute most messy high school immature drama going on Atlanta. That is correct. I like that's what like you said, that's what threw me off because she was like the more mature women. And I'm like ain't nothing okay, mature about you bitches but them terrible ass goddamn wigs y'all been wearing all season. That right, because I'm thinking I'm thinking like what Candy said. She's like maybe like in age, but she was talking about like an actual maturity level. And it's like Nene, Lanithia Leaks, mature? Bitch, where? <laughs> where? One of the main reasons that Nene keeps making her way back to Atlanta is because she is messy, shady, and immature. And while we may love her for it, it is the God's honest truth that Nene is one of the messiest, immature, shadiest bitches on that show. So if that was the case, her and Sheree should have been in motherfucking bunk bed somewhere with right. a nightlight on. They that immature. I couldn't believe the audacity. Let me tell you who got on my nerves so bad and continues to get on my nerves. Fucking Marlo. Oh. I really want to know why Marlo is back making cameos this season. Honestly. Marlo has chosen to have an issue with Candy because Candy is pretty monotone and has always been. The only time I ever seen Candy not speak in the same tone of voice is when she was about to punch the weave out of uh, Portia head uh, when the whole shit came out about uh, trying to drug her or some shit. And she was Ooh. like, I'm gonna drag your ass. That's what I'm talking about. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's like I know, I know, like I know she was, she was angry and rightfully so, but that shit was funny. That's the only time I ever seen Candy tone of voice change. Other than that, she's really monotone on the show. And and, they know. and Marlo talking about some, you dry, you this. Let me give you etiquette. No offense, Marlo can't give a lesson on a motherfucking thing except for how to catch a sugar daddy because that is her claim to goddamn fame. 
Correct. Is getting a sugar daddy. We don't. Marlo ain't never did shit substantial, but living like a queen. If you can't teach us how to uh, get sugar daddies, we don't need no etiquette lessons from you, Marlo. You was right. just burping it, uh, Cynthia face at the dinner party. Right. How quickly we forget. Fucking etiquette, girl. I couldn't believe that shit when I heard. It. I was like, etiquette. What kind of bullshit is you on? Etiquette from Marlo in this economy. He that away from me and my family, Marlo. Well, well, let's let's just ha- let's just have uh, the 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 man that white folks select the president to teach us about etiquette, huh? Let's just since we oh, <laughs> since oh, baritone, very voice as Marlo. I was about to say the other thing that made it weird is because like Marlo, you don't sound that different from Candy. Exactly. You got drunk at a vegan dinner party talking about I got to go my cousin house. Right. I got to go my cousin house. Oh, that sound like. Oh, that sounds like the second cousin a little scrappy. If you don't get the fuck, Marlo. Girl, good good damn night. Good right. Not even good damn look. Good damn night. Go to bed. You wildin'. Go to sleep. Um so also <clears throat> speaking of I, my, Portia and Cynthia have a little argument was kind of like I, it was it was you know what? Like when two dumb, two dumb blondes arguing about who dumber. That's kind of how I feel to me. I feel like so. Here's the thing: we haven't seen enough of Cynthia and this dude to even really um, come to a valid conclusion on what he really owns. And I feel like Portia, the last person, need to be giving anybody love advice because. Her love life is in shambles, and she had to get like one of those millionaire matchmaker ass companies to try to set her up, and she still couldn't have a successful date. White women, Portia, you listen. <laughs> them white women tried to get you to fuck Ricky Smiley, girl. Good, good goddamn night. <laughs> yes, night, 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 <laughs> night, night. <laughs> <laughs> you're, doing, exactly. you're doing amazing, London. <laughs> I was just like, you know, I, I, and can I tell you what else? Here's the thing: if you told me when she think the person ain't no good, and I'm not talking about the person, I'm not coming to you about no issues I'm having with the person. Cynthia and the nigga on the break, ain't they? Uh, we don't know. <laughs> Last episode, she said they was on the break. She ain't said nothing else about the man. Why, why is you trying to argue about somebody that she not even discussing? Go. Exactly. Go get a life, Portia. Jesus. I agree with that. At the same time, it was like, Portia, I mean, Cynthia wouldn't be in this situation if she wasn't just trying, if she wasn't one, if she wasn't one, chasing behind Peter, and then two, like doing what she actually said she was gonna do and just like live her life. You know what I mean? So it's like she was right about Portia, but at the same time, it's like you having a like it's like you said, I think not last episode if you weren't here, but like a couple episodes ago, it's like, girl, you having a whole ass breakdown for a nigga. Y'all ain't even sending each other news and shit. Like <laughs> so, like what you doing? Correct. So it's like she had a point about Portia, and I would not disagree with them, and I agree. At the same time, it's like Cynthia. If you had a mind of your own, you wouldn't be in this situation where people talking about your business like this and talking about your man because it would, he ain't even supposed to be a man. Y'all ain't even he ain't even um, sent you a print pick or something like. <laughs> exactly. But you know, good, good the hell luck, everybody. 
But yeah, also, 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 something that made me, uh, I was crying when they had the dinner and they had, they had that damn wig saying it was Kim. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie, that was funny as fuck. Because the, when the little scroll, the cashier said it was like wig, Kim. I laughed from a hearty place of that shit. I was like, you shady motherfuckers. Eva, poor Eva. Eva just sitting there looking like, y'all are wild. <laughs> exactly. Eva just sitting there look. excuse me, Eva just sitting there being, looking gorgeous and being gorgeous as she is, just being like, oh, I've done, I know how to deal with mess, but y'all on some other shit. I, um, where the fuck did they get the rumor that Eva dated Missy Elliott? Right. Not even, I'm not even trying to be funny, but Missy Elliott has never confirmed nor denied how she identifies in her sexuality for that to even be a thing. Right. Like, how that's a rumor on the blogs, and we don't even know for sure if Missy date men or women or both. Right. I will say, Missy age has been kind because Missy don't listen. Ooh, listen, Missy is actually finer. She on some Benjamin Buttons type shit. Correct. Missy been posting pictures on goddamn uh, Twitter, and she looked like a whole last snack. Right. Oh man, she been looking hella good. She didn't find the right hairstyle. Her makeup looked good. She been keeping that weight off. Missy looked good. I ain't gonna even hold you. She good damn motherfucker. Mhm. Yep. Uh, and let's stop acting like Candy is like a super lesbian. Candy don't talk about her sex life with Todd. Let alone her exploits with women. And every time you bitches get a chance, y'all talk about, well, Candy want to fuck. Candy don't want you bitches. That's the thing. Like, it's really weird. It's VV weird. VV weird. It's really annoying. Correct. Like, Candy don't want to fuck y'all. And if Candy started bringing up every time y'all was, uh, some y'all was infamous for, like Nene's sons going to jail or Cynthia not being able to stay married or Portia being dumb as the box of rocks or Marlo being a scammer or what the fuck ever, Sheree dating a jailbird, they would cry wolf because you see how serious it got when Candy brought up uh, that nigga, she was like, y'all will know when I knock Cynthia down because she going to be acting like how she do over that nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like... From zero to a hundred. Mm-hmm. When you do the clownery. She was like, I got something for y'all ass. Keep my name and my vagina out y'all mouth. Because I do not want you bitches. Right. That's a move. That's a move. So that's that's relevant. I mean, uh, Real Housewives. It was short, but it was a lot. um, But yeah, they was watching. So, um, Marriage to Medicine. (sighs) Okay, so I started off. So, Doctor Heavenly. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. before we get there, before we get there, before we get there. So, last episode before this one, we had it ended with them on the boat and um, Mariah going full Mariah. And after Doctor Contessa said that ever it's like everybody that had their moments of had their moments where everybody being some shit, and then. Excuse me. Then they talked about Mariah, saying Mariah, you know, I think it was that Mariah got the most shit because she done got into the most shit with everybody on the show, which is a fact. 
then Mariah asked, then I think Quad has said, like, when somebody's calling you on your shit, um, it's not be, it coming at you in an attacking manner. And then Mariah asked, would, would, was like, well, well, while we talk about me, we need to talk about you, Quad, because everybody lets you slide with shit. And first of all, that's not true. <laughs> first of all, that, that's not true. And Quad has her ways. Don't get me wrong. But compared to some of the other people on the show, and especially of all people, fucking Mariah, you the, it's Mariah the last motherfucker to be talking. And so, cut to, like, they get into it, and then Dr. Simone jump her ass into it, and her and her and and and, and Mariah actually shut up, and then her, the Simone and fucking Quad get into it. Not the Simone, and it continues this episode, and Dr. Simone just gets loud and belligerent and just is like, you have an issue with Quad? You have an issue with Quad? Quad, Quad, Quad? All this, then the third. And some of the cast does start agreeing, like Dr. Heavenly, I think, Dr. Was it Dr. Jacket that said something? She, was, she didn't go, like, full, you know, ignorant, but she said something to that effect in, like, a polite way. And my and me and Candace talking about this before we, uh, before we recorded. I have a huge issue with all that. Um, and Candace, uh, feel free to jump in anytime. Because my whole thing is this. If y'all had all these issues with Quad, why would you wait until Mariah, who has fell out and called shit with all of y'all, has dragged all of y'all publicly, has gotten into it over the years on this show, why wait until she say something and charge y'all up to air out your grievances with Quad? That's some weirdo and coward shit to me. And especially in Dr. Simone's case, when just two episodes ago, you was just telling Mariah, like, look, you need to own up to all the shit that you have done to us over the years. Like, you can't force us to forgive you when you not, um, you can't force, uh, you can't expect for, um, for us to just fall at your feet and, you know, and beg for your forgiveness when you're not begging forgiveness from us because you have done a whole lot of shit to everybody in this group. So for Dr. Simone to just turn up on call like that and everybody else to co-sign that shit when if anybody the most problematic motherfucker in that group is Mariah, that that's really trash to me. That is really trash to me, and that's that's some weirdo shit. That's some coward shit. Like if you felt this way all about Quad this whole damn time, then you should have been honest. Sat down with Quad and said something like, "Hey Quad, I don't like you know how um, insensitive you could be at times. I'm just throwing some shit out there. You know, or I don't like how you can be laid, or I don't like how you can be all about yourself. Or sometimes, okay, if you got those issues with Quad, tell her about that. But don't wait till a motherfucker that all y'all don't really like." To charge all up and then air out these grievances with Quad. That's some coward shit to me. Yep. It's a... So, the part that really got me is because I really don't mind the cast having their own set of issues with Quad, right? Don't get me wrong. Right. But when Quad asks, what have I done that has been so offensive to y'all, these motherfuckers said you be late for events. Like, of all the shit... They said you don't respect our time because when we have stuff, you are late for it. Now let me let me say this: being late to things you get invited to, especially on a regular basis, it is rude. Right. But it is nowhere near the level of mean and nasty and disrespectful that Mariah has been throughout her tenure on that show. To let's everybody. Make, let's make this completely. 
Yes. Let's make this completely clear. Being late to events is not the same as dragging people's mom, people's kids, people's this, people's that. Calling people homeless like she did. Calling people homeless and and telling people that Quad's uh, address was her P.O. box and what she was putting down was her license plate number. This, that, and the third. Furthermore, let me say this. Quad has always been there for every member of that show. And she said that. And they pulled the receipt. And when Dr. Simone dad, they found her dad there. Quad is the one that went with her <clears throat> and uh Cecil. Mm-hmm. Every time Doc every time Dr. Jackie has something, Quad is there. Every time uh Toya have something, Quad is there. When her and Mariah was cool, every time Mariah was doing something or going through something, uh, goddamn, Quad was ready to fight. I don't know how far back he watched, but Quad was about to beat some asses when somebody had revealed to the cast that one of, to- one of Mariah's kids was not Dr. Aiden's kids. I don't think nobody I knew. That nobody knew. So the- Mariah has two kids. Only one of them is two or three. It's some twins or something. It's some twins and then an older kid. Yeah. The older kid is not Dr. Aiden's, but nobody knew because Dr. Aiden and Mariah had been together so long, he adopted the kid. Mm, but nobody knew that till uh, I think Toya told it. Mm. And Quad was about to beat Toya ass about it. So, for the, so like, again, and that just brings the point close to home. Like, for all of them to just turn on Quad like that and, and over, over Mariah, dog. Like, what? <laughs> Mariah, what? <laughs> I, I, the mm. last last season reunion, Mariah was talking about she didn't give a fuck if she was ever friends with none of them again. Right. But but now is but now this y'all king. <laughs> nice, well played, friend. You are doing amazing. <laughs> it's so much. It's so extra. I like I said, I do not have a problem with them having their own issues with quad. But let them be real issues, because baby, being late for some shit that you really don't want to come to in the first place ain't that. And getting on right. them, uh, getting on quiet about being cold towards Mariah ain't it. Mariah took some very, very, very low blows, nasty digs at Quad when they were beefing to the point where we cannot ever be friends again, and that is just what the fuck it is. Right. Period. Goddamn, you know what killed me? Goddamn, Dr. Heavenly talking about it's 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 been years. Get over it. Um, you couldn't get over not talking about Mariah Mama. Girl. For for a day. Right. So like you the last apologized one. Sunday and talked about her mama Monday. Bitch bye. Right. Girl. Right. Let me let me let me say this. Dr. Simone's misery is showing this season so badly. Mm-hmm. You can tell that her marriage is in shambles. Mm-hmm. Her attitude, her her messiness, her need to, to fuel shit that don't need to be fueled so that she can feel a little better about the misery she's going through. It shows. Mm-hmm. It shows so much. Bad. Real bad. And so, I, I think this season has really kind of made me not very much of a Dr. Simone fan, just seeing how she carries herself in her marriage and when she's going through shit, how she treats other people. It's how she plays victim. 
And so this is the perfect time to segue into Dr. Heavenly's couple therapy. First of all, let, uh. me, say this. <laughs> let me say this. There's no way you as a doctor, a dentist, an orthodontist, felt like you were capable of running a couple's therapy. It, like, I am so confused because a group of doctors know fucking better. You should have hired an actual couple's therapist for that fucking retreat. Like you hired the sex therapist. Yeah. You didn't what she wasn't trying to help. She was trying to be messy. Right. Like the question she was asking, how the lack of empathy and tact with the questions, like it was just so listen, let me tell you something. Her husband and his name Damon. Uh yeah. Listen, Damon, I'm gonna say this. Dr. Heavenly don't deserve Damon because he seemed like a genuinely good He's a man. nice guy. He is a genuinely good man and a good husband. And Dr. Heavenly did not deserve him because, listen, let me tell you something. That man sat up there and took the criticism for his wife's callousness and apologized <laughs> while being like, look, I like, I'm I understand and I apologize if if all questions or anything that I've said on my behalf and my wife's behalf has offended y'all. Um, but I would appreciate it if you not talk to my wife any old kind of way. I understand, but you know, please just let's keep it respectful. Do you know? Do you know how hold lucky? On. Hold on, hold on. Oh, Listen, London is learning how to shake her head. Yes, she gonna break her fucking neck. <laughs> <laughs> It's like this, her head just bouncing back and forth. She got to learn how to shake her head, yes. Or my baby gonna have whiplash. Holy <laughs> shit. I am screaming. Head just bouncing up and down like a bobblehead. Right. <laughs> Listen, no, listen. You have, I feel like the only saving grace for Dr. Heavenly is her husband. Like, dead ass, it's gonna, like, she might he, Damon might get the bigger contract and might be the one showing up on the show more next season. He is the nicest, most insightful person on the show this season. Like, he really, he don't excuse his wife's behavior. He calls her out on her shit. No, heavenly, you're dead wrong. Right. I like that about him. And right. so, let me let me get to, because this ties into, so We'll get to the other couples, but when Dr. Simone and Cecil came up there and Dr. Heavenly asked the question about taking money from the account, what Dr. Simone left out and defected from was that that Maserati that she drives and they film her driving in all the goddamn time and that she brags on, she went and made that purchase without talking to Cecil. He didn't know about it till the shit uh, was delivered off the truck. Mm-hmm. You gonna tell me you went because if I'm not mistaken, some of those Maserati, some of them custom models, they don't finance them. You have to, you have to pay for them outright. Mm-hmm. Ain't no financing. You got yeah. to have the money up front. That's when he said that. You know, she said, "This not about what I do. It's about you." Right. Like, how it's not about. How it's not about what you do. Right. This, this ain't no tip for tat. This man had a business goal, and FYI, the app is live. His kids at his kids at for uh, kids who want to get paid to do chores and stuff. I think it's live because I check on it every now and then. We live, baby. So 
So I'm just trying to understand how you are this upset about him investing in a business and you wouldn't have just bought yourself a goddamn car and didn't say a word. Right. You you up here done got done made y'all get two separate houses and you want to put it all on him. Like she avoids accountability like a motherfucker. Real bad. Real bad. And Cecil went off. And he deserved to go off. Like dead ass, you've been you've been trying to and then she he not perfect. He pretty fucking close to it. Cause I'm not even trying to be funny. I don't know very many men who would step up to the plate and remain working, remain and and then be the the powerhouse in terms of parenting and housekeeping and domestic duties. A lot of men wouldn't do that. A lot of men would file for divorce. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to because figure he, out like he don't complain about it. Right. So like, you complaining, you you this pissed off about him investing in something. And and then his reason for doing it, he says, listen, my job has been laying off people every year. I don't want to be blindsided. I want to have something else going should they finally decide to lay me off. Right. I want to have something going and, and reaping profit from it should I get laid off in the near future. How are you mad about that? Should it have been discussed with her? Yes. Should it remain this big elephant in the room? No. Right. Like she just, like I said, she want to put all of it on him, and that shit is that that shit is trash. Ain't no way around saying that it's it's trash. Yep. Yeah, and then so let's. I guess we can move to uh, Toya and uh, Eugene. Um. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like London I kind of filled in for us. <laughs> I, mm, okay, so let, let me say this. I I also feel that uh, Eugene is is a good guy and and a good uh, husband, and a good man. Uh, he was he had to he even said himself like he had to keep himself out of his respect for Dana because heavenly. It's it's like courtesy. Heavenly is good at being a wife to Damon. She is a shitty everything else. Yeah. Cause like the way she was asking the questions, the lack of tact, she was like, Toya was like, this why would you like and I think Toya had a valid reason. Like, if you're gonna ask questions, ask shit that you know that I would ask my spouse, not no shit that you want us to hit that you want us to say. Like the fuck? What you think this is? Exactly. Like that, all that shit was like Dr. Heavenly just wanted to be messy. You know what I mean? And again, God bless Damon. He t- Heavenly don't deserve him because I can't even remember the shit that she told Eugene or told Toya to, to ask. But it, Toya was like, "This ain't no shit that he would. This ain't even a problem that we even one having our all marriage or two don't told y'all that we have in our marriage. Like the fuck? I just, I just." Heavenly trash. So, now that we got that out of the way. Yes, Lennon. Um, um, not gonna lie. It was refreshing to see Jackie finally stop being a robot and just break all the way down. Like, break down like the choreographer in the Michael Jackson video. Just, God damn. 
Wait, so I went to see if like if Cecil and some of the other men from the show on Twitter they are, and Cecil is a an avid tweeter. But then, so I went to Quad's husband page, and he retweeted something, and it said, I "Almost don't want to sit through this marital focus group unless it's gonna end with Doctor G <laughs> peeling off in that little itty bitty car with the tires screeching." <laughs> 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 hey, he, get, he get in that little uh, what is that called? Mini Cooper. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, he burned goddamn rubber like it's a Corvette. Oh shit! Listen. When you do the clown, listen. Before we go to Doctor Jackie, let's just talk about Quad and Doctor G. Let yeah. me tell you something before. Now that now that we mention it, Dr. Greg drives a Mini Cooper, and before Quad went and got herself that Mercedes G wagon, Quad was driving some other expensive luxury car. Let me, let me, we got, and it's gonna get serious for a second, even though we was just clowning. It's fine. There is no way to break the barriers of patriarchy without also breaking these standards that we put on men and their masculinity. And that severely disappointed me from Quad. You don't do the masculine things. Why is taking out the trash a masculine thing? You are again feeding into patriarchy because that patriarchy says, well, men take out the trash, women do the dishes and cook the laundry, men cut the grass, men fix the cars, men do this, do that. You can't have it both ways. If we are saying flush patriarchy down the toilet, you have to toss all those gender roles that you've assigned to men and women with it. You can't say no patriarchy. Women do what they want, when they want, how they want, and then say, oh, you a man, you need to do masculine roles like take out the trash. The, the fact of the matter is, if the trash is full, take the fucking trash out, period. And I feel like Dr. Greg had a valid point with that. If the trash need to be taken out, but I'm working 10 to 12 hour days. Baby, take the trash out for me. What's the big idea? Yeah. I don't have to I, take the I trash out much. Let me say that. I don't have to take the trash out much. But it's not It's not because I tell Mike he a man, so he's better take the trash out. When Mike get up, because when I leave to go to work at 5.30 in the morning, I'm not taking the trash out because it's 5.30 in the morning. When Mike get up and start his day with London, Typically, he get up, come in the kitchen, and look around the house, see what need to be done, and he does it. And that typically includes when the trash needs to go out, the trash is taken out by the time I get home. Now, if it's a day where I'm not working or if I'm if I'm leaving out later than normal for work, I'll take the trash out because it's not a big deal. But I don't assign masculine roles to what my husband should be doing. That is unfair, especially when he doesn't put the same onus of, well, you the wife, you're supposed to cook and clean. You're supposed to fold my drawers. You're supposed to do this. He doesn't do that to me, so why do? Why are we feeling like it's okay to do that to a man? Oh, I, I agree with that. Um, I think it's... um Honestly, I agree with... um Was it Eugene who said this? I think it was Eugene. Well, I think Quad's issues is deeper than just like the trash thing, but she's using that as like a cop-out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like... The issue is bigger. Oh, um, I, I'm, I'm not gonna dismiss Quad's feelings because I'm not in her marriage twenty four seven. But 
I truly believe that Quad wants her cake. That's a, I hate that analogy. I feel like Quad doesn't want to compromise anything but wants everything from Dr. Greg. You cannot have, um, with great success, there comes some sacrifice, honestly. And any relationship you're in where one person or both of you are highly successful, there's going to be some things, sometimes you're going to you're not going to get the time you you necessarily want. We've seen that with all the doctors. That's been an ongoing theme with every doctor on that show. Uh-huh. Not even just Dr. Greg. Dr. Simone marriage falling apart because she spent more time at work than with her family and her husband. Dr. Jackie, her husband says that he sought companionship elsewhere because his wife closed down on him and threw herself into everything doctor related. Toya couldn't get no dick because Dr. U- Dr. U- uh, Eugene was working 80 hours to pay off their tax issues. Like, Dr. Contessa wants to quit her job because her kids are saying, we don't see mommy enough. Like, with the kind of success that you want to have as a doctor, you sacrifice a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of sacrifice. And it's not just Dr. Eugene. All of those doctors are sacrificing because they want to be successful in the best in their field. I just, I don't think quad is being fair or reasonable, especially when um, she's pretty much a kept woman. Like, and that's not even saying she, that's not even saying like, it's a bad thing, but it's just to say, you are in a situation where your money is your money and your husband handles everything else. And he started a practice and he works a ton and you are literally beating him over the head for providing you a lifestyle that you want to be accustomed to living i'm not even being funny like we just sat up here and laughed about that man driving a mini cooper and you you got multiple luxury vehicles like that kind of lifestyle it comes at a price honestly and it do come at the expense of some damn trash being taken out and it might come at the expense of some quality time you have to really decide what it is that you want from the from that situation. Give me the remote. Yes, over here. Don't snap your fingers at me. <laughs> I I um I agree. I, it's like um I agree. Um, I do feel like Doc. Uh, he Greg also needs to change some things too, though. And that's what kind of like the men was trying to tell him, like, um, like that's what Eugene was saying, like, it's not the the it's not necessarily like the the trash per se. It's something deeper, but at the same time, Quad Quad need, needs to be more understanding, and he needs to be more understanding because I mean, he still do have some kind of archaic, you know, methods of thinking as far as marriage go. Marriage, yeah, he's not romantic. He's not romantic at all. At all, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying he. Got to, you know, just could do a complete 180 and just become fucking an R&B singer. But he could stand the show a little bit more effort. Like both of them can't could. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he definitely he definitely lacks in the romance department. You know, if you if you're not gonna if you can't be president accounted for, if you can't sorry my mother was Facetiming me. If you can't be president accounted for, like you need to be at home. You should be doing romantic justice all the goddamn time. Yeah. You should be sending you know, flowers. You should be 
sending her to her own trip. She should be, when you got some time off, it should be just you and her going on dates, spending some quality time. You breaking your neck to get to the golf range and this, that, and the third. Yes, of course she's going to feel away. I would right. too. Right. It's you like not complain about the trash if you were showing up, <clears throat> showing up in other ways. Right. It's like they both have points, but it's like they don't want to see the other's point of view on it. Correct. You know, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I ain't, ain't nothing else really that happened. Wink Wine Club is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From rosés to cabernets to torontes, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you each month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member and you can skip or cancel at any time. And now, for the listeners of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast, you can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink wines through CSPN. Do it today. Oh, Dr. Jackie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause we went on a whole tangent with, 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 uh, with Greg King Ward. Uh, but, yeah, um, it was nice to see Dr. Jackie, like I said, stop being a robot for, for five minutes and really, like, break down and emote. Um, and while she even said in her confessionals, like, it was kind of awkward, you know, because I do think they, in a, you, know, it, it, you know, that's kind of awkward. Like, they didn't tell that her that, they was inviting Curtis and stuff, and, um, you know, it was awkward. But, um, like she said, I think it was good because they, they really have been trying to work through it. And, like, she finally broke down. And I think even a question that Dr. Um, again, a question Dr. Heavenly fucking asked, every time they try to get Curtis to say some fuck shit in front of Jackie, he deflect that shit out of motherfucker. He like, look, I'm not going to allow y'all to um, basically excuse my cheating. Um I'm going to own up what I did and me and Dr. and me and Jack are going to work this out, but I'm not going to allow y'all to excuse me cheating. And I do appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. I also want to say that I really admire Dr. Jackie's drive. I admire what she does um, with breast cancer. I admire her, how committed and dedicated she is to her patients and their, their health needs. And, but yeah, but you cannot turn yourself into a robot to overcome things that you've been through. Dr. Jackie checked out of her marriage long before Curtis physically checked out of their marriage. And it's evident because she never, I remember in previous seasons, Curtis saying, Jackie, I need to see more of you. I need you to be here. And she completely brushed him off. Like, it's crazy because it's that age-old thing. Like, you don't really know what you got until it's stepping out or it's leaving you. Like, she told that man, well, if you ain't happy, you should leave. He left. And she like, why'd you leave? Like, you have to be accounted. You have to be accountable and accounted for every day in your marriage. Like, Honestly and truly, 
work and outside things should not come before your marriage. And they did for for Dr. Jackie. And she checked out. And then he checked out and he cheated. And it's not right. And I'm not blaming her for his actions. But what I'm saying is they disconnected from each other a long time ago. Yeah. And that much is evident. And I think part of the reason is because Dr. Jackie couldn't have kids and she felt like less than and things of that nature. But I feel like had she talked to Curtis, they would have figured out a way to get around that. They could have adopted. They could have they could have tried, I don't know, in vitro. They could have had a surrogate. They could have they they there's so many options out here aside from biological kids. There's so many kids that need homes, so many babies, toddlers, preteens, teenagers, so many kids out here that need loving homes that you don't necessarily have to be a biological parent to be a parent. And I think she shut down instead of exploring the options available to her. And she shut down on Curtis and everything just went to hell. And Curtis did the ultimate no-no. And I am glad he was there. I'm glad to see him constantly take ownership, not just when it's convenient, but he constantly takes ownership. So that that is as a newlywed that is really good to see that because so much we you hear so much of if that if girl if that nigga doing abc leave him leave him leave him leave him and it's like it's nice to see the other side of the coin not to say you excuse cheating all the time or every time but when it's there and when both parties seem committed to change i feel like that's a powerful image to see on tv Agreed. And especially a black couple like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, I do. I I appreciate I appreciate Dr. Jacket opening up. Um and I also appreciate um Curtis um taking on show because it seems like and maybe on truth, but it seems like damn near well not every woman on the cast, but it seems like almost a lot of the women on the cast have kind of been like, Well, girl, I mean, I'm not saying he he cheat he cheating is right, but and it's like Curtis don't allow them to try to, to shift the blame on the jacket in that way. I agree. Uh, so yeah, that was that was on um, Bravo. So we TV and uh, growing up hip hop now, nigga. First off, JD Daughter got him be the most nice. JD Daughter is weird to me. And <laughs> what? Listen, and what? Whomst? Whomst? Did she think was gonna get on board? With her moving into an apartment with somebody fresh out of high school and not nan one of you's got a job. Not not Nair. He's like, oh, he does photography. JD was like, girl. Who's do I look like who's gonna gonna pay and co-sign for that? Do I look like boo-boo the fool? She's only like 18, 19. She can't even get an apartment in her name. Right. She don't even got no job. I'm I'm sitting here like, whom did you think was going to how did you think this was going to? What did you think this was going to? Did you right. really think this was going to? Right. Like, I, I I am tired of the brat being everybody mama bell, but in this situation, I she was like, she was like, huh? I'm telling your goddamn daddy. Right. And I can't even blame her in this situation because you you don't lost your whole ass damn mind. But on the flip, I'm so god tired goddamn tired of them blaming Bow Wow for shit now. Goddamn. Bow Wow ain't invite that girl to the studio. Bow Wow ain't break nothing in that studio. 
Bow Wow even called that girl out her name when she got the breaking shit in that studio. Why are we acting like Bow Wow is a killmonger? Like, <laughs> this your king? Like, what? Bow Wow honestly ain't do nothing. Bow Wow has not bothered anybody the whole season. Right. And again, fuck y'all for making us defend Bow Wow. I am so annoyed. I'm really sick of Deb Adney crying. How you was representing Gucci and Waka and all these other people and you ain't got no backbone. Baby, what 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 is? What is this? Explain. Explain yourself. What is this? Right. Like look, and I like Deb, and I do I, I do like the fact that Deb got a heart. Don't get me wrong. But baby, you can't be crying every damn episode, and when someone show you who they are, believe them. Listen, Johnny Blaze is a huge talent. Why do you think a huge talent like Johnny Blaze has been left in the gutters of Atlanta? Georgia. Why do you think nobody has capitalized on a talent like Johnny Deb? It's because she's fucking crazy and she prioritizes her crazy over her career stop trying to save her if she really wanted to get on Johnny has rubbed enough hands and elbows as a stripper that she could be on by now I am not even being funny I adore Cardi B Cardi B is crazy but you know what Cardi B know what to do turn her crazy off to get a goddamn check she know what type of she know what type of crazy to use to get to the money. Johnny is far more talented than Cardi. Let's put that out here. Johnny plays several instruments. She's classically trained on the piano. She has an amazing voice. She can rap, and she can't get anywhere. But on a reality show in the in the poll, damn. Go find you somebody that really wants to take advantage of the connections that you have in the Atlanta hip hop industry. Correct. She's there. If you ever happen to come across this podcast, listen to me. You are you got a, a big heart, far bigger than mine. That is a good thing. You can't save everybody, baby. You can't save everybody. Sometimes they just don't want to be saved. Don't want to be saved. And it don't, and it don't, make, and it, and it don't make you a bad person. It don't make you a bad person for wanting to save some people. You got a heart. That's a good thing. I'm even saying the Brett had a point with Deb. Why are you hurt and bothered by somebody that's not your biological child, but somebody you did not raise, but you kind of just took in after your son, may he rest in peace, committed suicide? Baby, go find you another play child to mommy too, who gonna appreciate what you're doing and what you got and and what you do for them because right because listen i'm not i don't have kids yet and i couldn't imagine my own child committing suicide so listen i my heart i go out to deal that i i can understand that is a huge hole in her heart i completely understand it but when people like brandon showing you who they are cut them off fuck that nigga we'll get to his trash ass in a minute oh yes because baby i'm just waiting <laughs> So, but yeah, yeah just they some just be a little harsher sometimes. That's all. It's that's all. You know, yeah. for your own piece of anything. Cause I know being a cocaine grandma take its toll on you. <laughs> cocaine grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> but baby, 
enough is a damn enough. Lord have mercy. Uh, so, um, Lord Jesus, please let Ayanna uh, get them damn titties reduced and y'all leave that girl the hell alone now, goddamn. Yeah, like it's getting to be too much with her, of this with her little cute self. She is a cute girl. London, you in this damn remote. London, okay. Now, mommy <laughs> don't want to hear that remote no more. But yeah, she is a cute girl, and as usual, men is going to men, and, and studs who want to be men is going to men and try to take agency from a woman over her body when she clearly is in pain all the goddamn time. Right. You can look at Ayana's frame and just tell that her boobs are just far too big for her frame because Correct. she's not even a big girl. Right. If you look, if you look past her boobs, she is pretty small in stature. Mm-hmm. I know her back killing her. Yep. Like, it's really, it's really weird. Like, um, and they, she kind of touched on it in the confessionals. Like, her dad had a friend that went into surgery and he didn't make it out. And I understand. Like, I, I, I'm not hard. I, I, I do get it, but to an extent, because breast reductions are so goddamn common. Right. It, it's just like, leave the girl alone. And this, is, this is the health of your daughter. Like, you know. Yeah, it's the health. Like, a lot of issues come with years of, of oversized boobs and back pain and her posture going to be better. She's going to be able to work out more. She's going to be a lot happier and feel better. So leave her the hell alone. Jesus Christ. Right. Like, it's it's not your body. You know, I mean, I know, I get it. It's your daughter. You scared her. I get it. But it's not your body. It's not your body. Right. End, of the, end of the day, it's not your body. Right. And she, and clearly, she got the money to do it on her own. She don't need your money to do it. So, like, Speaking you know. Speaking of big bodies. Woo! <laughs> Brandon. Child. And what, let me tell you something. I, I'm truly starting to believe that Brandon Barnes may have some mental health issues because in no form or fashion do you show up to anybody's event or housewarming anything after you were just talking shit about their father when y'all just squashed y'all beef because you was talking shit about her father. Like, what, nigga? And what universe does that make sense? They didn't invite him. How the fuck did he find out where they live at? Well, I know how they found out. That was some production type shit. Of yeah. Course. Of but course. still, I would have production would have just had to fire me because I know where I'm gonna show up to these to this. First of all, Brandon old than a motherfucker. Can we please get that out the way? No, he Brandon might be one of the older people on that show, one of the older growing up hip hop kids. Like, I want to Google it, but I think he's like 26, 27. Fucking Regine and Zanique is like 18 and 19. Or 19 and 20. They 19 and 20. Hold on, I'm going to Google it right quick. He is way too old to be showing up at anybody's housewarming. Well, Zanique got to be 21 because she was drinking. Mm-hmm. But Regine, Regine is 19. Let's see. Brandon Brandon Barnes. Okay. That's his last name. Mm-hmm. All right. So now that I got his last name. Because we couldn't remember his last don't remember his last name for shit. Uh-huh. See, I can't find that nigga age for shit. 
damn, goddamn, you don't even go, when you type in Brandon Barnes, they don't even they don't even, they it's when you type in Brandon Barnes on Google, you have to put in hip hop, otherwise it's gonna a, a baseball player is gonna pop up. <laughs> See, when you do clownery, when you like do the clownery, you claiming you out here outworking everybody, and you ain't even got a Wikipedia, right? The clownery. You're not even Google. Come back to the bites. You can't even Google you. Do you even Google, bro? Exactly. How you going? How you working out working somebody and your work don't show up on a Google search? Help me understand. Because I'm I is confused. I, I am confusion. Explain, Brandon. Explain. Arkansas. <laughs> like okay, so right. yeah, I'm pretty much sure. I'm pretty sure he's like he's like twenty twenty six ish or something of that sort. But yeah, ain't no way you had no business showing up to them girls' house with your big overgrown dumb ass. And the only reason Bow Wow came over there is because Bow Wow uh, pretty much grew up around them girls. Right. So that's that. But yeah, get the hell on up out of here. And then even and then and then lying talking about what in a few boy. I wasn't talking about you. You then they rolled the footage back. That's the thing now. Pull receipts on these liars. Right. They rolled the footage. Yeah. Reginae, mind her business. Okay. Mm-hmm. And right. You but a you, coward. You a but coward. I'm not talking about you, though. Okay. Big old fat coward. Child bye. Right. right. Then next episode, Dale finna put his ass out and he's gonna be crying at Carl Thomas. Big move. Right. Life uh, mood. Correct. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so, I think that's it. Um, yeah, that's it. We about to circle around the VH1. Uh, you said you didn't catch uh, New York this week, did you? Right. Right. I slept through it. <laughs> I I too slept through it. We didn't lie to you because we was both sleep. I was exhausted. I just needed some rest. Life be life. Um, I watched New York and Bianca is Bianca got all them hands, but she's still stupid and wrong, and that's why I pretty much sit with Bianca. Like, um, so. Mariah Lynn and Dream Doll and Breeze squashed whatever issues they had. And so Mariah Lynn playing Peacekeeper tried. Holy shit, mom, I'm recording the podcast. Please stop calling me. Um, yeah, so Mariah Lynn tries to play Peacekeeper to get uh, Bianca on his Paradise song for Safari's remix. <clears throat> and Bianca on some petty shit is mad at Mariah Lynn for squashing the beef she had with them girls that never had nothing to do with her in the first place. And she's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. And they get to the studio with Safari and Bianca goes, I didn't have no intentions on doing it ever. I just said it because I was pissed that you made up with them. So I just said whatever you wanted to hear, but I'm not doing none of this. And I was just like, this was corny. Right, weird. Cause especially from the fact that Mariah, Mariah Lynn and her young and dumb brand of loyalty, really the only reason she got in that beef is because, as a matter of fact, her and Dream Daughters, like I said last week, the only reason that Dream Doll and Mariah Lynn even was in that shit was because Mariah Lynn's whole thing was, well, if y'all try to jump Bianca, I'm gonna jump in it, and then Dream Doll's thing was, if you, well, if y'all jump Bree, then I'm gonna jump in it, and which was stupid. So, right. so the fact that she uh, made up with them on some shit that she really didn't have shit to do with, I mean, look, 
listen, it is, I completely understand, like, if motherfuckers fall out and it's some, like, if it's some, like, real deep shit, like, I ain't never going to be cool with you and all that type of shit, I get it. But in this situation, you dead ass wrong. Like, more than likely, you were in Breeze man's messages when you together on some hey big head type shit. So Breeze beef is valid and you wrong. So you can't really be mad at people squashing some shit that you wrong about. Like I don't like total help me understand. Correct. Uh, I think what else happened? Also, so Breeze, no, Bianca went by DJ Webstar Studio and they got into it and apparently some of the beef began when DJ Webstar was trying to put Bree and Bianca against each other. Mm. And mm. then I, I'm guessing it just kind of escalated from there. Mm. Ain't it always a messy nigga? It's always a messy ass little flat foot fat face nigga in the mix somewhere. Mm. Speaking of clownery. Correct. Speaking Okay. So, uh, so, mm. so that's how that came about. And uh, then afterwards, uh, Jaquay, Cayenne, and Anais had this little weird meetup where they both said nothing happened between them. And Cayenne called Anais all types of trash and this, that, and the third. And Anais was like, well, I must be, I might be trash, but I guess your man liked trash because he was, he was all in my face and oh, disregarding God. you. And so then Cayenne got mad and was like, I'm remaining calm. See, I ain't jumping across the table on you. Like, girl, shut the hell up. I promise don't nobody care. Yeah, because, I mean, we already have established that Anais is trash. So it's like you don't need to prove that she ain't more trash than we already have established that she are, she is. Correct. So, I mean, you could uh, mm, good, good to hell look, everybody. That's all I have. Um, so, yeah, I don't have shit else for that. Miami on the other hand. So, you want to start it off? <laughs> so, I'll start it off. So, um, <clears throat> I guess we could start with something like, um, fucking JoJo and this situation with her parents, I, mm, mm, like, I don't want to say I don't care, but I kind of don't care. Like, it's not, I, it's not, <sighs> JoJo's situation with the, her parents and his divorce, it's not giving us, it's not giving us juice. You know, it's giving us, it's giving us things, but it's not giving us juice. It's giving us, like, like, if divorce court was filmed in Miami, it would be JoJo's storyline. Uh, that's more or less, you know, where I kind of am with it. Um, I think Candace was having te- technical difficulties. Uh, this will be a perfect time to remind you that you are listening to the Ratchet Ramblings podcast on the CSP, and you can check out our website at cspn.us and click that podcast tab and listen to all of our shows. Um, if you love listening to My Country Ass Voice, or you listen, love listening to Candace's Hot Takes, or you enjoy London's um, little baby baby coos and banters and, 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 and hilarious moments in the background. You can help us out by shopping with our sponsors. Again, you are listening to the Ratchet Ramblings podcast on the CSPN. And now back to your regularly scheduled programming. Oh, yeah. Uh, first of all, my shoe down. Y'all, babies are some, some kind of mess. Whoa. <laughs> it be your own babies. 
it be your own babies. But um, what the fuck with Pleasure P and Baby Blue and Bucky? Y'all finna fight over Bucky Shay Johnson, who, who likely had relations with Flavor Flav? First of all, we have to say this because it's customary. Shay's wig is a trash. All the time. First off, I'm trying to figure out. Pleasure P is a whole weirdo. You are mad at Baby Blue and completely furious with Shay when you the one that got caught doing some dirt. It's yeah. always niggas. It's always niggas. Mm-hmm. You are dead ass acting like this girl did you dirty and you the one that was trying to play her. Right. And play game. How? How? <laughs> <laughs> Like, how is that even possible? Let's here's the thing I'm gonna say this I truly and honestly believe that Pretty Ricky got back together for those other three niggas and not Baby Blue because it appears that Blue has been on his grind since Pretty Ricky broke up, right? And he's been doing some marketing and all kind of stuff. It's just like, who is the one, the one nigga from uh, what group is that is that be making troll accounts and. And doing shit is that is that a uh, B2K or some shit? What group is that? Mm. No, it's pretty Ricky. Like slick him down, be making like he used to make troll accounts and do some type of shit or something. Oh, he did. Yeah, I had no idea. Ask Tay because I know she know. But, right. So you know Tay be having all the tea. On groups, on groups like Pretty Ricky and shit. Right. Like on ratchet groups. Right. Right. Um, but Shay, I will say that Shay is annoying, but I, I truly believe in her vision in terms of fitness because Shay has always had a really nice body. Agreed. Always. always. And I'm pretty sure that she probably, that 40 pounds she gained, it probably was after that whole scrappy love hip hop engagement shit. And she just kind of went in the hide and she probably was hurt and gained some weight and she lost it naturally. And she looks really good. Like, her body looks really good. She's always had a nice body, and she looks really fit now. Right. So always had a good body. She's looking on. Her vision with the uh, Shay J fit or whatever it's called, you said I believe that. in that. I believe yeah. in that. Agreed. Same. Like, I like uh, I agree. Like, the uh, it's, niggas be having whole-ass cases of nerve. Like, you... Like, this nigga said... This nigga told Baby Blue, it's like... You want some thirsty shit. I'm like, nigga, first of all, first of all, this is the same nigga that when you was out here two-timing on Shay and also putting Gabby in a fucked up situation, he was trying to warn your ass like, P, yo, like, my man's like, hey, bait cold blue, something, whatever. Like, he was looking out for your dumb ass. Like, man, look. I would, if I would have been Baby Blue, I would have told him, boy, fuck you. Now, please, if, if Pleasure P walked in on him and Shay cuddled up on some kissy-kissy shit, okay. Then I can see. This man just trying to get to the check. Right. Something your ass clearly ain't doing. So, I thought that was awkward and uncalled for. Um, This woman with gunplay in this, in this cocaine and shit, girl... Yeah. Take your ass on back to Atlanta and call it a day. What did you trying to save a crackhead for? Everybody in their mama know you can't save a crackhead. <laughs> uh, 
I get the box and whip my Oh man, like I just Kiara, she should like she she could have stayed in Atlanta for this shit. She honestly could have. She should stay in Atlanta. Yeah. She take her ass back to Atlanta. I feel like she would fit in with the Atlanta cast way more than the Miami cast. Maybe she'll stop boxing with a demon. Like, the shit. <laughs> oh, man. I, mm, I just, mm, I, yeah. Um, I don't much to say on gunplay. Uh, um, me, you, honestly. Because, I mean, it's like, what can you say? Nothing. I mean, yeah, I mean, what? I mean, he is he is clearly not okay. He is clearly using. He clearly ain't gonna get no help for it. I mean, Rick Ross tried to talk some sense into him, but it's shit. I mean, I, it don't seem it don't seem like he's trying to get no don't get no help. So I mean, what can what can you say? Pretty much nothing. Other than good the hell look, everybody. Right. Gotta, we gotta get Curtis to get that on the shirt. Right. Um. But to the main event. Oh. Well, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a, a a slight light drag. Uh, I I'm just really. Alanda <laughs> turning up. Alanda turning up tonight. I told you before we recorded, she want that dough that you cooking. Cause usually she'll be this turned up. Yeah, she. Uh, that's cause she she walking and stuff, so she hella to the max now. Goddamn. So. I'm just going to say Veronica Vega is trash. And that's the only reason that I'm not really here a drag Amara like I would if it was anybody else. But <clears throat> it goes back to what I said last week. <clears throat> you question the authenticity of Amara and all those crocodile tears when she's now hanging out with young Hollywood just to hang out with him. Yeah. Did you an opportunity to be on the radio show and get your music heard? Yes, you took the opportunity. No big, no big deal. Cool, fine. Randomly hanging out with him and showing up to stuff with him, it makes me question how you moving. Especially when a big part of why you and Veronica fell out is because she opted to hang out with him or possibly work with him. Right now, that on that, I will say this: I agree. At the same time, because I and I went back and watched that, watched the first episode to make sure I went crazy when I make this point. Part of that also is if Veronica didn't care about the shit, she shouldn't have volunteered to take up that cross. Because she did. She took her, when, when she didn't, really didn't care, she should have been like, okay, okay, Amara girl, like, I oh, I hear you, but it really ain't that deep, so let me just go on about my damn business. Amara dragged it out, I agree, but at the same time, if Veronica didn't care, like, clearly she don't, she should have never tried to take up that cross, because then nobody tell her to herself that Offer from Hollywood and try to make peace and shit when she really, you know, um, like she really didn't want the nigga in the first place. She did that, but I'm already not gonna do that shit, you know. So it's kind of like, and at least in my opinion, you know, if we disagree, that's fine. But I feel like Amara, it looks funny on Amara's part. It does. At the same time, if Veronica didn't want all that smoke either, she should have never feigned like she cared when she didn't in the first place. I feel like I feel like Veronica did care. And then I feel like when she spoke to Young Hollywood, she realized how much Amara blew it out of proportion. And like, cause I did, I like, they had like, when they be having the marathons on before the new episode come on, I like, I typically watch them or whatever. And going back, first of all, Young Hollywood is still trash. 
Right. Let's let's he not make that. To, let's not forget that. Let this let's let that not be lost on us. He is trash. Yes. But the initial conversation was more like you need a more you could go for a more modern look. When he got to those Nutella Queen jokes, that's where the fuck he lost me at. Yeah. That's where he fucking lost me. Had he stayed, double down had, had he stayed on path, because when he was like more Beyonce, less I don't know, whoever the fuck he has said. Yeah, he said Beyonce. It was yeah, he said more Beyonce, less something. Yeah. But I don't think he was ever talking about in terms of skin color. I think he was talking about Beyonce's look. And as it currently stands, Beyonce looks like the standard for a big name artist. Like she does look the role. And I at the time when Beyonce did rock that afro, that was for goddamn Austin Powers. That wasn't no long standing, constant, whole career type of situation. Beyonce rocked that afro and bell bottom jeans when she was trying to promote her role in Austin Powers. Yeah. For the most part, Beyonce has maintained a certain look at all times. Yeah. Like, like most artists, like most artists do. Like once they most, most artists find they lane, like they kind of more or less stick in it. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like I would have less animosity towards young Hollywood had he stayed with that selling point. But once he brought in those skin tone jokes, I knew what he was really about. Yeah. So I feel like once Veronica heard how the shit popped off, she was kind of like, okay, yeah, you was being extra, Marta was being extra too, fucking apologize, let's call it a day. Yeah. And then he, you know, his apology didn't come across sincere, and the right. Mara turned to his ass again, and then it just dragged and dragged and dragged until he apologized. And now she's working with him. So I don't think Veronica was, didn't not care. I just feel like she felt like it wasn't something that needed to keep dragging and dragging. And then I also felt like she was like, you're not going to dictate to me as a grown woman who I can and can't work with or hang with, especially when this situation not nearly as deep as you making it to be. But she also says nigga and she does not. I was just about to get to that. So it's really like fuck her and young Hollywood was pretty much right up her alley. So to see, it just makes me feel like Amara has some issues with discernment. Because yeah, we've, been, we've been saying that the whole season. Because there's no way you and Veronica should have ever been friends in the first place. As much as you discuss being Afro-Latina and this, that, and the third. And both these motherfuckers seem to be prejudiced against darker-skinned women. Because the minute her and Veronica got into it, Veronica started talking about her Afro. And you wear weaves. And bitch, your hair not blonde and you wear weaves too. Right. Fuck is up. Right, you up here saying nigga and shit, you know what I mean? So, right, I agree. Like her and your Hollywood, all like right, like you said, they wanted the same. And like that again, like that's my kind of like issue with Amara. Is like I get it, but she one one she 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 can be annoying. I would not disagree with that. Like even though I like her, like I I can be honest, like she is annoying. But she one of my things is like she don't know how to move with no discernment, and she takes everything to heart. Yeah, she takes everything to heart. Like, when motherfuckers show you that they trash, like, I understand it can disappoint you, but you shouldn't let it, let it like, break you. And you should just, like, move with some discernment. It's like, oh, so you, so that's how you move. Okay, let me just, Michael Jackson slide my ass the right the fuck on over him. Correct. You know, so that's, that's my main issue. So, like, I, I do agree. Like, it was, it's funny seeing Amara hanging out with Hollywood. Like, it's, like, it's, it's a, mmm. You know, you see that, you go, mm. 
You know what I mean? Like, oh, mm. you know, but like you said, it's also Veronica. So it's like, and at the end of the day, she a white woman that, I mean, she a white Latina, but let's just call it space space. She a white woman. She might be a white Latina, but she move in the spirit of a full bred ass white woman. So, <laughs> and she, and she say nigga and try to white woman explain why she could say nigga. So it's like, she made, she had a couple of points about Amara, but it's also Veronica. So it's like, eh. yeah, it's still fucker. Like, I don't right. know, bitch, how you feel about Amara. You still a racist piece of shit and kick rocks. More or less. More or less. That's, that's pretty much what I have for Miami. You Did I miss anything? Um, I don't, th- I, they, she, she only showed up for maybe like one scene or whatever, but. Them, them, them two, that mother and that daughter, Chinese Kitty and Nikki, like, I just... Oh, them bitches look like botched experiments. Like, uh, Shay said, she ain't lie about that. Them bitches, oh, look, like, them bitches look like X-Men. All right, I don't, like, and also, what is their purpose? Why are they here? Lastly, I don't know why they on the show. See you. They, they dead ass look like when Stryker was creating the mutants in that lab and shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, I didn't lie. I didn't lie. I didn't lie. I did not lie. You didn't, but friend, please. They, they look fucking terrible, man. They, they do. Uh, but I think that's it for my for, for hip hop Miami. Now, <clears throat> on to the main event. Get ready to rumble. Black freaking ink. So first of all, first and foremost, because I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a set us up. I'm gonna go ahead and move the the small shit out the way. So we can get to the big shit, friend. So first and foremost, we we they took that break and we get back. So half the half the cast in back at the shop and the other half is in Korea with uh young babe for her mama. So we're gonna handle the shit that got, that was in the shop. Um so first and foremost, uh motherfucking oh shit is goddamn mad because his client, because he hadn't been there and he was in LA, I, um caught hit up Alex. To do some work for the, for for her, was it her or him or whatever the client hit hit Alex up to work to do some work, and oh shit is mad because he feels like because he oh shit it's still his client and it's he should should nobody tattoo the client other than him even though he been gone across the whole ass country and ain't been there. I'm confused. <laughs> First like, off, how you move across country? Don't tell your clients. And then get mad that they find somebody else in the shop to work on them. You sound a whole idiot. Like, does he think that nobody else in the shop is supposed to eat other than him? Like, I don't understand. Alex was like, okay, bro. Oh, well. (laughs) Right. We about to go to the back and do this tattoo. Right. Alex was like, good the hell up. (laughs) He was like, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, I'm I'm still going to do this damn tattoo. Like, you... Like you wasn't here, so what the fuck you expect? Like, like I just please help me understand. I I am confusion. I don't get the logic. Like if anybody, even even if you're gonna be big mad, if anybody, I mean, be mad at your client, I guess. Like how you mad at this man for getting work and eating? Like I don't like you sounding like a whole ass widow right now. You can't even be mad at nobody because uh, that's what your hand called for. Like right. when, you, when you move like that. It's your responsibility to let your clients know you back in town. Like, oh, hey, boo, I just wanted to let you know I'm back tattooing that black ink if you want to come by and get any work done. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like play the game how it's supposed to be played. 
Instead you're supposed to be a veteran. Stupid, instead of being stupid about this shit, be proactive or accept your L. You ran off to be with that crazy bitch Nikki, and life went on for your clients in New York. That's just the way life goes. Right. So it's like I was not. Uh, I was like, okay, oh shit, you damn wrong. Oh shit, more like, oh you stupid. Yeah. Oh you. Oh you don't have a client no more. Right. Like, oh, oh, oh you wilding. Oh, you broke. Right. And and if that's what you mad about, if you mad that you broke, then just say that. But don't try to explain it away. Like, no. Like, Alex ain't do nothing wrong. Like, I don't know. Be there. <laughs> I just, I just, I help me understand. Nah, I don't got nothing. Okay. All right. Long, long if we if I, long as we confuse together, I, I I'm picking up what you're putting down. But so, <clears throat> is there anything else that happened in New York before we get there? Nah. Okay. So, Korea. So first of all, let me say this. I am glad that Young Bay's mother is okay. Um, and I am also glad that she, um, from what they said on the show, like she with the help of some of her neighbors, her friends, and she also was able to confront. Um, her abuser, which that takes a lot of that takes a lot of, of a lot of cojones, if you know what I mean. Like, yep. not, not everybody is fortunate enough to be able to confront their abuser and have help. So it's good to see that um, her mom is okay, and I'm glad that Black Kink did not and Big Fish Entertainment did not exploit that um, in a very trash way. Correct. So with that being said. Now we got to drag. Because motherfucking Sky. Yeah, I'm gonna be quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna drag quick and to the point with this one because I know we we wanna keep it under two hours. Um Sky bitch, you need your ass whooped. Let me tell you something. Well, first off, congratulations to Young Bay. If you ever hear this, congratulations. I looked on her Instagram, the baby is doing well. She's like 23, 24 weeks pregnant now. She's over the halfway mark. She's nice and pregnant and cute and everything. Yes, yeah, so real, real quick, let me also correct because at first when we saw this, we didn't know uh, from from the way they spliced it on the previews a few episodes back or whatever. We thought that because of how trash guy is with with Candace is about to drag, we thought that she came across the table and endangered the baby. Come to find out, they went to the doctor. Uh, oh yes, she was, she was having complications with the baby before that happened. But as Candace just said, on she went to the Instagram, the baby is. Uh, she everything's good, so we, you know, just correcting ourselves on that. Because I do remember yeah. us questioning, like, you know, why even go there with Sky with somebody that don't have nothing to lose? But it was yeah. just the way that they spliced it. Yeah, she didn't, go there, she didn't go there with Sky. She actually got up and left the table. So right, yeah. Um, so congratulations to Young Bay and her partner on that. Um, now, Sky. You need your ass whooped. And a lot of that is jealousy. First of all, you didn't call that girl all types of liars. Talking about she probably ain't pregnant. Her mama this, her mama that. Her mom is safe and sound. Her baby is good. And you still a deadbeat mom. Let's fucking talk about it. Because wow. you got the most nerve being jealous of this girl. Because when you got your ass out. So let's just say the shit is true about Sky's mom giving those kids up for adoption when... um. When she uh went away to jail or whatever the case may be, 
um, you got out of jail. You didn't try to get your shit together and get your kids back. You went and got on some dick, and your kid, you resurfaced once you was on reality TV and needed a fucking storyline. Bitch. That's why your older son wanted to whoop your ass. He should have stole off on you. Because you got a whole ass case of nerd calling Young Bay a liar and, de- and demanding proof. Like, who the fuck are you to tell this woman you demand proof that yo that her father is abusive? I need to see your father. First of all, if the nigga is abusive, then why the fuck do you want to see somebody that's abusive? See, that's why Sky and... Y'all, forgive me, excuse me, language. That's why Sky is a dummy bitch. Why the fuck you want to see an abuser? That don't even make no motherfucking sense. Second of all, you got a whole ass lot of nerve calling somebody a liar when you won't. Yes, London, when you won't even tell the motherfucking truth about your own goddamn kids and you lying like Hannah said for a fucking storyline. I, I listen. I'm glad Young Bay left and got up because and, and she dumb as hell. But motherfucking kitty. On behalf of Young Bay was ready to steal off of Scott ass. And you know what? I can't even be mad at her. Nah, Kitty was about to get Scott at work. She's about to give her that, that down-home D.C. ass whooping. Right. Right. I, I, listen. <laughs> you know, my patience is real thin for the skies of the world. Not only do you have a lot of nerve questions, somebody, we still don't know the, what's true and what's not about the nature of your kids because... <laughs> You had everybody and their mama thinking you had twins for the longest fucking time and that you gave those kids up for adoption at birth. And bitch, you had started raising them fucking kids and went to jail and your mom gave them up for adoption and you was just like, oh, well, fuck it. Mama got to have a life too. How dare you question somebody when your baby father showed up at the shop, you were shivering and shaking, talked about calling the police because he was abusive and this, that, and the third. But you talked about call your father, I want to meet him. What kind of weak, whack-ass bitch says, call your abuser up, I want to meet you? Right. Child, fuck you. Fuck Sky, fuck anybody who still is a fan of Sky. I don't have no energy for Sky, period. Then in the previews next week, she talking about she acting out because she hurt because her son don't want nothing to do with her. Bitch, and you have plenty fucking time to go back for them kids before they turn 18 and you was you was grappling for a storyline on fucking black ink. Right. Girl girl fuck you. Girl fuck you. Ooh, fuck you. Ooh. She hurt my nerve. I was so bad. Like me, like me and Candace was in our group chat seething. Seething. And like she was just not only were you being trash, like it always bothers me, like it always bothers me when people being trash, but then on top of it, they proud of being trash. That always bothers me because you like she was proud, like she didn't see nothing wrong. Did it, Donna? Like, girl, what? Fucking, uh, Donna was like, girl, what? Kitty was like, chill out. Seize your bro. The only person you halfway kind of listened to was like, yo, Donna, chill the fuck out. What is wrong with you? Like, and you just ignoring everybody, just turning up on this on this girl that just went through a traumatic experience, like not even knowing if her fucking mama was alive or not, and then demanding her that 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 don't demand that her she show her your father her father and shit when she's saying that not only was her father abusive to her mother but also abusive to her. Sky girl, fuck you. No, seriously, fuck you. Go straight, go go straight to hell. Just <laughs> go straight to hell, like. You going talking about I'm lashing out because I'm hurt. Girl, you ain't fucking Killmonger. At least we could understand Killmonger. We can't understand you here. Fuck you. Oh, fuck 
to you. Fuck Don. I mean, not well, fuck Don too, because she trash. But in this situation, fuck Sky. Absolutely no, fuck Sky. Fuck Sky. Like, I don't have no, no positive nothing to say about Sky. You a trash ass bitch to operate like that. Right. Like you, you, you are you are truly trash. You are truly trash of the week. We could give you a lifetime achievement award on being trash, cause goddamn, you know how to fit the fucking bill. Cause I'm just, I listen, Kitty. Again, God, God bless, God bless young baby. She, she, she just left, cause she like, I'm not finna endanger my child, and like, she was, she was, you, she was just so hurt. She was like, she don't understand why Sky doing that. She ain't been nothing but, but kind to Sky, even though Sky be wilding. And she just and Sky just sitting up there looking like Phaedra, just unbothered after she undid some trash. Girl, fuck you. Yeah, that was that was that was. Yep, I I truly 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 want Sky's fade. Like I, I won't even lie. I I I won't even judge you for it for it, friend. I won't judge because she yeah. truly deserves it, and I and I agree. <laughs> I like y'all can. I mean, I'm no huge fan of Kitty myself, but. I completely agree. Kitty will finna whoop her ass. She's gonna get Scott at work. Yeah, Scott was moving mad funny. And then shit was so crazy because I remember when that Mexican chick that Scott ran off the show um, was talking about Scott's kids and Scott was ready to pounce on the bitch. But now you talking about shit you ain't got no business talking about? Girl, fuck you. For real. Right. Hey, my love. Fuck Scott. <laughs> You are doing amazing, friend. <laughs> but yeah, fuck Sky and anybody that love her. Um, and I think that's it because we trying to keep it short under two hours, and I think we did all right. We did good, and we about to get up out of here. Y'all have a good weekend. Go see, go see Black Panther again. <laughs> the script of the Black Panther will now be script away. The Black Panther. Go see. Black- Go see Black Panther. Yes, go see the Black Panther. Uh, <laughs> seriously, though, y'all have a good weekend. Hope you have enjoyed this episode whenever you listen to it. If you listen to it um, a little late, if you're listening to it during the week, we hope you have a good week. Hope y'all have enjoyed our hot takes on these uh, reality TV shows. And we hope you have enjoyed London. Turn it up as she explores the world of walking. So she's going to be even more of a terrorist to her mom and daddy than she already is. You got bad. We about to be in the group. You about to be in the group chat telling me Tay and Curtis get y'all go, get y'all uh y'all niece. <laughs> get her. Get somebody better get her. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for dealing with my child who is about to start her terrible toddler years. Ooh, child. And ooh, mm. I had to give me a new family. He's <laughs> <my food>. <laughs> <laughs> but thank y'all we love y'all we love us for real goodbye all loves peace see y'all next week